Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. Super excited to be here today uh, with Amanda of her Instagram channel, Mando313, which I love that name, by the way, because every time I read that, it reminds me of the Mandalorian. I don't know if that was the intention whatsoever, but that's that's what I get. Um, and just a little bit about uh, Amanda. Amanda's Instagram account has over 6,000 followers. Really cool. Um, and Amanda has been running Next Step Paralysis Recovery in Orlando since 2009. Um, and she is currently on a surrogacy journey, which we will definitely get into in a little bit. Um, and she has been in a wheelchair since the age of 18. So uh, that's kind of a little bit about her. But thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. So I reached out to you a while ago, um, and we did have a little bit of a hiccup early on, um, on the end of trying to get this done originally, uh, which, you know, we'll, we'll keep that into the blooper section. Um, but we, we were able to reschedule, and you very graciously, um, you know, were able to come in and do this again. So much appreciated. And uh, I always just like to jump in and say, you know, you got a lot of things going on right now that we'll get into a lot of really cool stuff that you're involved with. But, you know, we can never know, you know, where we are now until we kind of figure out where we came from. So how, whatever that means to you, however much you want to go back, however far you want to go back, <laughs> tell me just a little bit about your backstory. Sure. Um, so I wasn't uh, born in Florida, but I've lived here since I was young. I was born in New Jersey, moved down after, honestly. Jersey. So I said, like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Jersey. Uh, um, kind of crazy story. We moved down after my mom and I were involved in this, like, federal disaster. It's called the Durham Woods Explosion. If you're interested, you can Google it. But it was, like, All a right, massive... everybody. Yeah. Here's your first piece of homework. Google that. Massive fire. We lost everything. So my mom was like, oh, no. hey, let's move to Florida because we have nothing to move. So that's how we ended up here. <laughs> so I've been in Orlando since I was five. Um, basically just grew up doing the Florida life. Loved the outdoors, going to the beach, even the pool, the lakes, all that. My mom put me in dance classes early on because I was just always so full of energy and loved to perform for anyone that would sit down and watch me for a couple minutes. So I started dancing competitively pretty um, early on, and then I was able to um, dance for my high school as well. But then during my senior year, I was about a month shy of graduating. I was a passenger in a pretty bad car accident. Um, I broke my neck. I suffered a C6 spinal cord injury. So technically, I am a quadriplegic. I did in the hospital regain the use of my arms, but not my hands. So four extremities are compromised, however you want to say it, making me a quadriplegic. Um, so that's kind of how I got into the wheelchair. And then from there, um, I kind of, well, I went to the hospital to inpatient rehab. And that was during the summer, which would have been between um, senior year and freshman year of college. So when I got home, everyone was kind of moving on, starting their life, figuring out what they were going to do. And my life was kind of just on pause. And I was going to outpatient physical therapy, but I was feeling very limited in the goals being set for me and just coming from such like a 
competitive and athletic and adventurous background. I just wanted to be challenged more. And my mom and I just knew that there had to be some other kind of recovery option for a spinal cord injury than just the same PT you were you were to get if you were like 80 and broke a hip, you know? So we started searching online and we found this place called Next Step out in LA. And I made a few trips out there and I just, I knew right away that this is what I needed. Their recovery program utilized something called activity-based therapy. They stood me up my first day there. It was the first time I had stood in six months. And I just wow. knew, I was like, this is it. This is what's going to keep me healthy, going to keep me happy. And I kept meeting so many people from not only the East Coast, but from the Southeast that were out there that we just realized that this really needed to be accessible in more than just California. So in 2009, my mom and I founded Next Step Orlando Paralysis Recovery Center, and it has now expanded to not by us, owned by others, but to Atlanta, Kansas City, Raleigh, North Carolina, Phoenix, uh, our headquarters in LA, of course, and then two international locations. But yeah, so we've just been uh, trying to help as many people as we possibly can at Next Step now. And um, that's, you know, like, the main part of my life these days is next step and I've been married for two years yeah. now. So I live with my husband, Matt and our dog, Bella, and we're just kicking it. I hope Bella makes another appearance. <laughs> Super sweet. Um, definitely dog person. Uh, so a couple things that you talked about that I definitely want to touch on. Now, it seems like when you went out to LA and you kind of saw, and you said they stood you up and it was the first time in six months that you had stood you up and it, it was first day. So you know, obviously the terminology, I don't, I don't know about all that and everything, but it seems like a much more, would aggressive be the appropriate word? A much more aggressive approach of rather than just saying, okay, this is your diagnosis and what you have. It's, it seems more like a, no, let's try to change this. Let's try to, you know, work on this and actually push you and your limits and everything. Yeah. Actually aggressive is not just an appropriate word. It's the word we use to describe our recovery oh, okay. program. When we're yeah. selling it, we tell them we are an aggressive recovery program yeah. so yeah you nailed it for sure um so i know you, you went there they stood you up the first day um and, and that must have been a pretty i don't know uh, taxing amazing i don't know what the term would be experience for you standing up for the first time in six months what was that first day like for you and then at what point did you say to yourself i want to be involved with this like how long were you into to you know going there and and all of that um so when you get there you kind of go through an evaluation they ask a lot of questions do some muscle testing and then you go through like what they would call um the developmental skills of a baby so you know like rolling um from your back to your stomach stomach to back uh, getting up on your elbows, then hands and knees into the crawling position. And then the next one is the standing. And that's when, again, I stood for the first time since my injury in six months. And I think that's, that is when I realized um, it was the first time I stood in six months. Yeah. It took four people at that time. I can now stand with just the assistance of one. Um, but, you know, 14 years ago, Whoa. it took four people wow. to stand me up. But just like looking in the mirror and seeing myself up like straight up again i was just like yeah this is this is where i need to be that's what it took yeah that was it yeah 
So through your Instagram, which I'll put all the links and everything below, um, not just, you know, for you personally, but also for next step, uh, I'll put everything below, but scrolling through your Instagram, I mean, you do some challenging looking stuff. Everybody that, that goes there and the different videos I see of people, it's really, I mean, knowing what I know about your, your program and everything and what you all do, it looks really challenging. It looks really aggressive. So you know, what has that experience been like for you? Like, how far do you see that you have come since you started there to where you are now? And how much of a difference do you think that this aggressive form has made for you personally? Yeah, um, I tell everybody all the time, there's no one at our facility that's there because they're being forced to be there. Everyone like truly, yeah. truly wants to be. And I would, I would even go as far as to say that the majority of our clients come from some type of like athletic background not everybody but, you know they just okay. have that yeah. drive in them they weren't couch potatoes yeah, sure. before type thing yeah. and, and maybe they were in and this injury sparked some type of fire in them but yeah it's just it's it's just nice to be treated like any other individual and not be seen as somebody that like is limited by my disability so at our gym, we just push yeah. each other just like we would anyone else. And I think that that aggressiveness just brings out the fire in people and makes them more motivated and inspired to work harder. And not only that, but it's like, it's a really long, it's honestly, it's a lifetime recovery. It's, it's a lifelong process. And I think it just really keeps them motivated to keep going and not quit and just tough it out and, and do the work, put in the work to see the results. Um, and what we, we never guarantee anybody that they're going to walk out of next step, but we do always guarantee an increased quality of life. And I think that everyone that comes to our facility would agree that they get that in some way. For sure. Um, at what point did, you know, like, what was that process like for you actually getting involved, not just as like a client, but like as somebody that said, I want to be on the business side. I want to actually help other people. I want to be on that side. What was that process like for you? Was it relatively easy or did it take some convincing to go out to Orlando and open up like a kind of a new shop? If um, you will? I, so when we started, I did start off as just a client. Um, I was still young. I was 18. Yeah. I wasn't really sure still at the time, like where, what direction life was going in. I didn't know how successful next step would be. Um, so it did start off as just me really as a client there, but then social media really started to take off. And I realized that through Instagram and through Facebook and now TikTok that I could not only show progress of our clients, but I could share their stories too. And I feel like that's yeah. where people can really connect to us is because like I was saying, we're, yes, we have a disability, but we are just like everyone else. And so um, that yeah, was what inspired sure. me to get more involved and to actually be like an employee at Next Step was first through the social media outlet and then just realizing that I was actually like making a difference in other people's lives without even really trying to do so um, was, you know, my mom and I created Next Step because I needed somewhere to go and we knew others did too, but I don't think we realized yeah. quite the impact that it would make in our little community here. So it was when I started seeing like really and truly how much other people 
were feeling like they had found a home, found somewhere where they belonged that I felt like I needed to get more involved. That's awesome. Um, curious, how often are you, like, do, do you do this every day of the week full time? And I was kind of curious, how often do you split between doing this and actually still being like a, a client, you know, patient yourself? So I don't work full time. That would be a lot just still with my condition and all Yeah. that the secondary complications that come along with it. But I am at next step um, at least four days a week. Um, and I do my okay. recovery program three days a week. So when I'm not working, I am in the gym. And when I'm not in the gym, I'm bouncing around the facility doing whatever it is I need to do. Yeah. I do take doing a day off though doctors. to get all my doctor's appointments in and just to really like give me some me time, some rest time and like let my body heal. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I imagine that there is certainly a recovery process involved in that aggressive type of treatment, really pushing yourself. And you seem like somebody that pushes yourself, does not shy away from that. So that totally makes sense. Uh, tell me about this surrogacy journey that you're on. Tell, tell me about that. You know, when did that start and yeah. kind of how far into so it I'm, are you? I'm kind of like a planner. I like to like know what is happening next in life. And I always yeah. said to myself, okay, at 31, that's when I'm going to start to try to have a family. So of course, last year was a little crazy because of COVID. But <laughs> yeah, so a little bit kind of threw a little speed bump out there. But um, we started about a year or a little over a year ago now, um, looking for fertility clinics. Because after speaking with um, other quadriplegic mothers who had given birth themselves and used gestational carriers or surrogates to um, have a child, I decided what was best for me and for my lifestyle. Well, Matt and I, I should say, decided that we wanted to go with the surrogacy. So we started looking for fertility clinics. But the big trouble that I ran into is that um, they have to do an egg retrieval to make embryos to put in the surrogate yeah. and because of my quadriplegia many of the fertility clinics were not certified to administer anesthesia to me so i went through so many oh, okay. and was like being told that i was gonna have to go out of state which to me was mind-blowing because i'm not from a small town i live in orlando florida so i was like i'm just not gonna give up i'm gonna keep searching keep grinding i finally found a fertility clinic that can do and is or that has a doctor that has access to a hospital where I can be put under anesthesia safely to retrieve my eggs. So right now yeah. um we are testing to see when I am in my cycle to ovulate and we'll begin IVF and then we'll make the embryos and then hopefully find a little oven to put our bun in and start cooking. Yeah, uh, I was I was actually going to ask about that of if there were dangers involved in, you know, you actually trying to go forward with the pregnancy yourself, because I, I don't know anything about that science or anything, but it, it just sounds to me, you know, like there would be some complications or risks involved with that if you tried to go that route. Is that it's not accurate? I will assumption? start off by saying that there are many quadriplegic women who have successfully carried their children full term, yeah. had successful births, 
more problems. But I did consult a high-risk doctor. And again, just like with my lifestyle and the secondary complications that I deal with, like low blood pressure and lack of appetite, um, I also have to worry about um, cathing, um, you know, to, to use the restroom which is a a big concern when pregnant for quadriplegia as well. So there were a lot of risks that even the high risk pregnancy doctor was concerned about. And it kind of, it kind of like reassured me that I was making the right decision because when I was bouncing between fertility clinics, I kind of did think to myself, maybe it would just, maybe I just need to get pregnant. Maybe I need to just get the surrogacy out of my mind and do this on my own. But that's when I went and saw the high risk doctor and he really just kind of confirmed all my, my like, um, what's the word I'm like thinking of? Just like my hinder hinderment. What is the word? Hesitations. Like yeah, your, your hesitation about doing it. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm glad that we've stuck with it. It's been a process, and it's been frustrating at times. But I feel like we're finally seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, congratulations that you're on that journey and looking forward to seeing how that goes. Hopefully all goes well. Uh, And you're planning on getting started with that soon? I hope so. Um, It's it's tricky, um, especially, again, just because of my situation. So I have another appointment on Thursday at the fertility clinic. And yeah, hoping to start as soon as they give me the green light. You're like, give me that green light. I'm good to go. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, kind of bouncing back, um, to next step, like what have been, you know, some of your, you know, have you had particular favorite moments, um, you know, that you have experienced on the other side of it, not just as somebody who goes there to seek treatment, but the other side of it, I'm sure you've met incredible people, you've been involved in events or, you know, anything like that. So any particular favorite moments or things that you've done or that you've helped grow that you're particularly proud of? Yes. So every year we have one of our major events, it's called our walk and roll-a-thon. And we ask people to come out and walk around like a lake basically with us just to raise awareness for spinal cord injury, for paralysis. But then we roll out a red carpet so that all of our clients can make their way down the red carpet, whether they're using a walking aid or the trainer's assistance or doing it on their own, however. But um, every year that just seems to get bigger and better. And like, that's just like, it's like our recital. I think, again, I'm a dancer. So it's like, (laughs) that's how you view everything. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a recital at the end of the year. And it just like, it makes me so proud of our organization, our training staff, what my mom has been able to do. And it's just like, it's, it's great to see like how much, again, it impacts the the people that we're helping to like, it is a huge day, not just for me, but for everyone involved. And I, I think I would say that our walk and roll-a-thon and what we've been able to grow that into is definitely what I'm most proud of at Next Step. Um, and what has been like my every year is like my favorite moment for sure. Um, yeah. Cause it's just such a great spotlight for everyone to, to shine a little bit and to share that, share that glory. And uh, yeah, it's just a feel good day. That's awesome. I'm going to be on the lookout for that event. I'll post October about it when that's going on and everything. October yes. 9th. 
Okay, everybody, you heard it here October 9th coming up. We will be virtual Um, again this year. We did virtual first time last year because of COVID. This year will be in person and virtual as well. So you can definitely tune in and watch. That's so sweet. I'm going to check that out for sure. Um, One thing I wanted to touch on for sure is that through your Instagram, your personality really shines through. Really positive, really just like... It, you're so adventurous. It's so clear how adventurous you are through your like Instagram and everything like that. Um, but I always like to really talk about, especially with different accounts that are positive, you know, type of accounts and things about, you know, the other side of the coin, because it's really easy to post those really positive things and everything. But, um, you know, for for you, is that just your kind of your personality all the time? Is that how you look at life? Or is some of it also about like, okay, you know, like I want to encourage people. I want to be like, you know, inspirational, if you will, to people, you know, to maybe somebody that's just going through this brand new and you remember what that experience is like, and you're trying to encourage them. Or is that just like how you are? I think, I think it's a hybrid. Um, I think generally I'm a pretty happy, optimistic, like you said, adventurous, like go with the flow type person. Um, So I think that, and you know, everyone says that, you know, Instagram is a highlight reel. I have my bad days. I have my really bad days for sure. This injury can be so frustrating, but like you said, I think then it is important to show that there is life after spinal cord injury. There is hope. There is, yeah, something to, to look forward to, um, you just have to search for that happiness with within you, find it within you, find what you yeah. can do to make yourself happy again. And I do try to, to motivate others in my situation that feel helpless. Like I did in the beginning, realize that it does get better. It's really, really hard in the beginning, but it gets better. And you just, you have to keep pushing. You can't just like give in. Um, so I also like to always, though, make it very aware that I know I'm very lucky to have the support system that I do, because I know there are a lot of people out there that don't. And and that that can, you know, hinder someone's happiness and an ability to get out there and enjoy life. And that saddens me. It really does. So I try to always put out there that I know that I'm very lucky to have that support system that allows me to live such a great life. Um, and that I'm very grateful for it. And I, and I understand that I wouldn't be able to do half the things that I do if I didn't have the people in my life that I do. Walking inspiration right there. Take those words, everybody listening. Um, don't give up, keep pushing no matter what situation you're in. Um, so tell me, you know, you're talking about your days and things like that. What does a typical day look like for you? If there is a such thing as a typical day. Yeah. A typical day during the week right now, you know, is just like getting up, getting ready, getting to next step, getting to work, um, doing what I have to do throughout the day. And I generally do my therapy towards the end of the day so I can get all my work done first. Um, Then I come home and hang out with Matt, my dog Bella, and wait until the Mets game comes on because I'm a huge New York Mets fan. 
and we watch the game and eat dinner and we're just normal people living. I love that you said that. Um, I was recently talking with an Instagram account who is, she's pretty well known and, you know, has like a public persona and everything like that. But she definitely touched on, she said, yeah, I, you know, I'm this person when the cameras turn on, but 90% of my day is when the camera is off and I'm just a normal person and there's nothing really interesting about me. You just go about your day and you're a normal person. It's exactly it. People all the time are like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I just get up and do it. Yeah. And honestly, you would too. Yeah, you would too. Absolutely. And that's, that's what it is. Um, regardless of what you do, you know, through doing this journey, I've met incredible people. I've had conversations with authors and people that live internationally and, you know, competitive food eaters and, you know, like people that have, uh, you know, acted in television and all these kinds of things. And they all just kind of identify themselves. They're just like, I'm, I'm a normal person. There's, there's really honestly nothing that special about me. <laughs> like, um, so it's always interesting to hear people kind of describe themselves as that, but I guess it's better than the alternative of being like, I'm so amazing and so great. Everybody should love me. Nobody wants that. <laughs> um, so tell me, what are what are your goals right now? Um, you know, whether that's through work or personally, uh, what sort of goals do you have for yourself? Um, my goals for myself right now are just to get through this like whole surrogacy fertility thing without losing my sanity. Yeah. Because it can be a little frustrating like and just to, um, yeah, kind of start my family with Matt and uh, really kind of focus on that personal aspect of my life. I, I put a lot into my work and trying to help others, which I love to do. It's, it's what I'm about. It's what I'm passionate about. Um, but right now, my goals, honestly, are to focus a little bit more on myself this year or this summer. Um, and just like making time, I, it's so hard for me to take time off of work to go to these appointments at the fertility clinic, yeah. but I have to do it. And so my goals right now are, yeah, just really, really kind of take some time for myself and allow myself to not feel guilty about it. Either. I, I think you touched on something that I personally believe in so much, which is, you know, we're we're almost made by society to feel like we should just be constantly doing for others and thinking for others. And when we do and think for ourselves, it's like, that's a negative thing. And I don't understand that. Um, you know, we need to do the things for ourselves to make ourselves happy so that we can then go and do good things for other people. Uh, you can't take, Absolutely. you can't take care of other people until you take care of yourself. So um, I think, you know, you're trying to have a baby, maybe take a little time to yourself. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe think about you a little bit. Um, you mentioned Matt a couple times. I just want to real quick touch on, on him. How long have you known, e known each other? So Matt is actually my best friend's cousin. Best friend. Okay. Which is how we met. Um, and we met uh, 11 years ago okay. and um, basically have been together ever since. We just clicked right away. Uh, if you ask Matt, he'll tell you we met before that. Oh, is it one of those he knew you, but you didn't remember him stories? <laughs> yeah, the classic. Um, but yeah, and now we've been married for two years and all good. That's awesome. Um, and Bella is what kind of dog? Bella is a pit mix and we adopted her not long after 
uh, meeting. So she's 11 in September and has been with oh us since gosh. she was four months. That's that's your first yeah. baby. Uh, I know how that was. My my wife and I adopted a dog shortly after we got together, and he was he was our first child for sure. Um, so uh, anything uh, coming up for the future um, with Next Step? Any kind of future goals or somewhere that you 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 know see the the company going or hope for or anything like that? My main goal for Next Step is always just to get it to a place where I don't have to charge our clients for our services. Absolutely. I just feel like um it just I just feel like it should be covered. It should be something that our healthcare system provides for people living with paralysis yeah. because it's so needed. And it stinks because when insurance gets involved, they start again limiting what what you can do. But if we could just like find a median, work together, find a balance. I just really, really wish that Next Step could be available at no cost or at little cost as possible to our clients. So that's always my biggest goal. Um, but for right now, it's just to keep the clients healthy, happy, yeah. keep them active outside of the gym. We love doing outings like you've seen. We like going um, this Saturday a bunch of my clients are going surfing. I don't get to participate what? this weekend. I've got other things That's going fun. on, so I definitely have FOMO. Um, <laughs> but we do the adaptive rowing too, the kayaking. I mean, which rowing? Um, we love to go out to the movies together, dinner together. So my goals for short term for next step are just to keep everyone involved, and then hopefully to one day provide it to everyone for free. That's amazing. And then the upcoming, of course, is our walk and rollathon October 9th. Awesome. I'm definitely going to put all that in the description. I'm going to check that out for sure. That sounds awesome. Um, well, I, I really appreciate this. This is really cool. It's, it's really neat to see an insight into kind of a, a life that I have no idea about that I that I personally can't obviously imagine or anything like that. So to, you know, have you come in and open up and talk about your experience and your journey. Um, I'm very, very appreciative. Thank you so much for that time um, and talking about all that. And, you know, we're going to try to spread the word um, for Next Step as much as possible. So I'm very appreciative. But um, I kind of like yeah. to end things on a fun note. So if you're up for it, um, we could do, a, a, I, you know, anybody that's listening in that's done this before knows I'd like to do a rapid fire Q&A. So if you're up for it, we can do that. Let's do it. All right. Cool. I love that. You had that confident kind of tone in your voice. You're like, let's go. Um, okay. So favorite late night snack? Chocolate ice cream. Do you have any particular brand that you like? Um, right now I'm on the little blue bunny chocolate ice cream cone okay. thing. They're delicious. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> we have a place up here in Cleveland that's called Mitchell's. So shout out to Mitchell's. Uh, they make like the best chocolate ice cream I've ever had. It's ridiculous. So, oh, if I can go out for chocolate ice cream, sold. It's like solid, right? You're like that's a, that's a solid day for me. Um, so you definitely seem like a person who likes the the beach and ocean. Um, so what is your dream vacation? I love Cabo. Oh, okay. So when you say love, like, have you been there before, or do you want I've, to go? I've been, and I cannot wait to go back. Any plans for? for going i mean i know you're getting on the surrogacy journey right so that's a little bit more difficult yeah. but future plans you definitely want to go back definitely i went for my like the 10-year anniversary of um the car accident yeah and next year will be 15 years so i think that's a good time to go back 
15. That's a nice solid number to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sweet or dry wine? Dry. Good call. I'm a dry wine person myself. So I started I with sweet wine. and then I evolved to dry once I got more class in me, I say. Um, what are things that upset you? Things that upset me. Um, when people park in the handicap line spaces that are not parking spaces. Yeah. Um, when people take the handicap bathroom in the restroom when every single stall is open. And when airlines break people wheel break people's wheelchairs. Uh, um, I mean, the other ones I definitely understand, but that last one, I, I, I'm sure everybody's seen it. That video recently of the woman who had her wheelchair broken and she was just so upset and saying like, you, you don't understand, like, this is, this is what I need. Like it would be, you know, it's like if somebody cut your feet off and then was like, okay, now walk around. Like it's, it's what you need. Exactly. Um, and it's happened to me. So trust me, awful. it happens yeah. all the time. Um, so let's switch it up. What makes you smile? Ah, oh, so many things. Um, being in the sun, Mets baseball, um, Matt, Bella, my friends, family, and next step, of course. Love that. All the right answers. People focused, right? People make you smile. I'm a people person for sure. Yeah, for sure. I get that. Uh, and then last question, what advice would you give your younger self? Ah, um, this is something I really, really, really wish I could go back and tell my younger self. And that's, um, there is not a single party that you go to in high school that's worth this outcome. So make better choices. Your 20s are going to be freaking awesome. Just hold out a little bit. Yeah, like just just take it easy. Relax a little bit. Take a breath. Um, thank you so much, uh, Amanda. I, I greatly appreciate this. This was an awesome conversation. Um, and just, you know, having you open up and talk about your life and your experiences and your journey, which just seems so incredible, um, is really inspiring for me. And I'm sure it's going to be inspiring for a lot of people. I told my wife about this conversation right before I hopped on and she kind of checked out your Instagram and she was like, wow, this woman just does whatever she wants to do and just goes. And I was like, yeah, I feel like that's a good way to sum her up. So, um, you know, it's, it's really incredible. I, I love your Instagram. I'm like, I said, I'm going to put all the links and everything in and I encourage everybody to check out uh, Amanda's Instagram as well as next steps. Um, because it's just, it's inspiring. That's the word. It sounds cliche, but like that just keeps coming to mind. How hard you push yourself and how hard you push other people. I just think it's really incredible. So however I can support you, I'm definitely going to do that. So thank you so much for doing this. No, thank you so much for the opportunity. I truly, truly appreciate it. Listening, if you don't get inspiration from this you know, episode, you're not going to get it at all. So, um, you know, uh, wherever you are coming from, um, you know, if you're a first time coming here, thank you so much for joining. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. Um, and regardless of where you are coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day.